As we come to the end of the liturgical year, the church invites us to consider what we oftentimes don't like to think about, namely our death. Here in the natural, here in the northern hemisphere, we see signs of death all around us in the natural world. Uh, just yesterday, I spent the majority of the day in the tree stand, and I was just sitting in a tree stand throughout the morning hours that I hadn't been to since last August. I remember in August, I went there on a hot, sunny, summery day, and I cut some shooting lanes and trimmed some branches. At that time, everything was green and alive. And yesterday, when I sat there, I looked around, and everything was brown and dead. All of those brown leaves on the ground naturally made me think about my own mortality, the fact that I, too, will one day die. A month ago, I was in the kindergarten classroom, and they asked me about my black cassock that I wear. Kids are oftentimes enthralled by the cassock, particularly the buttons. They asked me how many buttons are on the cassock in the center, so I had them count all the buttons, all 33 of them, and I explained to them that the 33 buttons are there to symbolize the 33 years that our Lord lived on earth. Then I pointed out the five buttons on the sleeve and said those represent the five wounds of Christ. Then they asked me about the color black. Why is it black, they asked. I responded by singing a few lines from Man in Black, Johnny Cash. I always look for opportunities to sing Johnny. But after I gave Johnny's response to that question, why we're black, I then gave another response, which was simply to remind us all that we will die. When I said this, one of the five-year-old girls got a little startled. So I tried to console her, and I told her, well, don't worry, you're only five. You don't really need to think about your death too much. Without skipping a beat, she said, yeah, but you do. It's a good reminder for me that uh, not as young as I once was. One thing that we all know for sure is that we will die. One thing that we do not know is when. Could be this evening. Maybe somebody would die of a heart attack. It could be tomorrow. Could be a couple months from now. Could be many years from now. We do not know. And because we do not know, each and every single day, we must be prepared to meet the Lord. Every single day. There are no breaks in the spiritual life. Every single day, we need to be conscious of our relationship with God, and we must be seeking to deepen our union with Him we must try to live in his grace. In the epistle for today, we heard from St. Paul. St. Paul is writing about the second coming of Christ. And he tells us that we need to be prepared all the time for the second coming of Christ. But if we die before the Lord comes again, then what we really need to be prepared for is the moment we breathe our last. For it is at that moment that we will meet God. And when we meet God, we want to have lived a life in the light. You know, St. Paul talks about being a child of the light and not a child of the darkness. This means to live a, light, a life of love, a life sharing God's grace. When we breathe our last, we want to be able to be called a friend of God so that God will recognize us and welcome us into the master's joy of heaven. When we die, we will be judged. A lot of times when we think about God's judgment, 
we just think about the final judgment, which we also call the general judgment. Just a couple months ago, I was in Rome, Italy with some of our parishioners. We were blessed to be able to go into the Sistine Chapel, and there we were all able to marvel at Michelangelo's famous fresco of the final judgment. Christ comes in glory, and he separates the saints from the sinners. It's good to think about the final judgment, but we also must consider the particular judgment. The particular judgment is what we will experience if we die before the Lord comes again. At that moment, we will be judged based upon how we lived our lives on earth. I remember one time I was explaining the particular judgment to somebody, and she didn't really think it should happen this way. She wanted to believe that after we die, we will then see God in all of his glory and be able to make a choice for him or against him. But I explained that that idea is not supported by the testimony of the scriptures or the tradition. We don't get this second chance after we die. We get the chance which is our life on earth. How we live our life on earth ultimately determines eternity. If we choose to live our lives with God here on earth, then we will get what we chose in this life for all eternity, which is to live with God forever in heaven. But if we choose to reject God here in this life, turning our backs on him, not learning, not living according to his commandments, refusing to worship him as he asks, if we do these things, rejecting God, then we will not be with him for all eternity. Ultimately, we get in eternity what we chose in time. God is just, and he gives us what we want. And so, friends, we need to try each and every single day to choose God more deeply. We must choose to live in the light of his grace. So, as I said, when we die, he will recognize us and welcome us into our home in heaven. The gospel today makes reference to the judgment of God. In this gospel, our Lord tells us a parable and we hear that there are servants of a master. The master entrusts talents to the servants. Two of the servants are very wise, and they use these talents to produce more talents for their master. They are the ones who are welcomed into the master's joy. But there is that one servant who does not use the talent he was given. He buries it in, a gr in the ground. He squanders that gift. And because he squanders that gift, he is the one who is cast away, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. This parable is a pretty frightening parable because it makes us realize that one element of God's judgment is going to be whether or not we use the gifts that he gives us for the sake of his kingdom. Are we taking the good things that God has given us and hoarding them to ourselves? Are we selflessly hanging on to, self, selfishly hanging on to them? Or are we selflessly putting them at his service? As I said, this is a good examination of conscience for us. What are the gifts that God has given you? It's important to acknowledge them. Has he given you the gift of knowledge? Are you intelligent? Do you have the ability to share the faith? 
You know, one of the real problems in the world right now, and especially in the church, is that many are leaving a faith behind that they never actually understood. We are living at a moment when there is a great, great crisis of catechesis. So if you know the faith well, or, are, or, or if you are in a position to learn the faith well, are you using that gift to teach others? You know, before Mass, I mentioned that Father Harmon is putting together a lecture series on the four last things. He wouldn't have to do this, but he realizes that he's been given a great theological education, that, truthfully, he is very intelligent, and he's using that gift for our benefit, to teach us more about the faith that Christ has given us. So how could you use the gift that you have received of the faith and knowledge of the faith to pass that on to the next generation? Maybe you've received different sort of gifts. Maybe right now you have the gift of a lot of free time in your life. How are you using that free time? Are you taking all the free time for yourself, simply to try to relax and recreate more? Or are you using that free time to serve others, especially those who are in need, or to serve our parish? Maybe you've been given the gift of financial resources right now. Maybe you're toward the later years of your life and you realize that you do have quite a bit of monetary resources. Maybe you're pretty comfortable financially. Are you trying to use those to get as much pleasure as you can out of this life before you breathe your last? Or are you taking those resources and putting them at the service of God's kingdom and simply using what remains for yourself? What are the gifts that God has given you? It's a great joy to acknowledge those humbly and to put them at God's service. So friends, let us be very generous in sharing with others and with God what God himself has given us. Let us put our talents at his service so that one day we might hear those blessed words of our Lord, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come share your master's joy.